0: Hi and welcome to There's Been a Murder by Ashley and Gareth where we discuss true crimes that have occurred in our home countries, mine being Ireland and Ashley's being Scotland.
1: And just as a trigger warning there are themes of violence discussed throughout this episode so listener discretion is advised. So Gareth who are we talking about today?
0: Well today for episode two Mm -hmm. of season two Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we are going to be talking about the murder of Mary McCarthy and the injustices that followed.
1: I feel like I know this name and I don't know why.
0: Um I don't know either because um I only f- came across this one mm-hmm. because it was actually suggested by one of our listeners.
1: Oh, I love that. Yes. Oh, amazing. Yes.
0: I got a wee wee uh suggestion, and I looked into it, and I was like, "Oh, that's a really good one. It's a juicy one. Yeah.
1: Maybe it's a common name, and that's why I think I know it. Mary McCarthy. 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 Yes. I do feel like I know that name, but Uh, I'll let you know if I've heard this this crime then before.
0: Okay. So, we'll kick off. Okay. Mary McCarthy, known locally as Moll. Moll? M-O-L-L. Moll. Moll. Throughout it I will be referring to her as Mary.
1: Thanks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was born in 1902 and lived in very unfortunate circumstances. Mary was a prostitute and a smallholder. A what? A smallholder. A
1: small? Yeah. Smallholder.
0: Sorry, I thought you were saying stallholder. No, no. no. What's a smallholder? So, basically, it's someone who... um, lives on a small farm that is owned by someone else. So, like, basically they're a tenant on
1: it. And do they, like, look after the farm? Yes. Right, okay.
0: They'll do... uh,
1: The manual labor. Yeah. Right, okay. Never heard that before. Actually, I'm not going to lie. When you said... When you clarified it wasn't Mm stallholder and smallholder, I thought it was, like, they hailed a small amount of drugs or, like, contraband.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that.
1: Yeah. I I actually... I'm more surprised
0: that it's a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mary had six children to feed, living in a run-down cottage and relying on gifts from the respectable men who fathered her children and took advantage of her vulnerability. <laughs> I fucking hate that word. I knew, I knew as I was writing that I was like, I'm going to struggle so bad with this. <laughs>
1: So, I didn't... Sorry, this is such a history lesson for mm-hmm. me today. Um, I didn't realise that sugar daddies were a thing back in 1902. Well,
0: apparently so. <laughs>
1: wow. She was... Also, sorry, can I ask a question? Uh-huh. What were her vulnerabilities?
0: The fact that, like, she was poor. So, as And, like, you know, like, these were, like, not so much well-off men, but, like, men who could live uh, with, with that comfortably that were using her for um bisexual favours and all as she was a uh a, so a prostitute.
1: Were they paying for her services yes. that she was offering?
0: Yes. And then she fell pregnant to with six children. Yep. So they were like giving her like gifts
1: I feel like I'm gonna be a wee bit controversial. Okay. And I'm you know me I'm all for women. Mm-hmm And if you want to be a prostitute, you Mm -hmm. you do that, hun, as long as you're safe. Mm -hmm. But you can't say, well, I'm skin and I don't have a lot of money, so I'm going to be a prostitute, but now you've taken advantage of me because I'm skin and you aren't and you've paid. So you can't win because if she didn't get the services, if she didn't give these services out and mm -hmm. get money for them, she would be skin. Mm -hmm. So it's a two-way...
0: Yeah, but this is also like Ireland in the early... 1900s mm-hmm. where religion is still very strong mm-hmm. contraception is definitely not a thing
1: well yeah
0: is. prostitution is really not a thing either Like,
1: I'm just not feeling heart yeah. sorry for her if I'm yeah. absolutely honest you can't have your cake and eat it
0: well we'll move on you don't agree before you uh, <laughs> cause any offence. Get
1: my foot in my
0: mouth. <laughs> She was described as a very pretty young woman with striking red hair. At the age of 19, she gave birth to her first child, Mary. Same name. In the subsequent years, Mary, who never married, would give birth to six more children with a different, with a different known father for each child. Except for the last child, Peggy, who died, who died just three weeks old, mm. despite speculation, the paternity of of Peggy remains a mystery.
1: Oh, I suppose back in the day, like DNA, like, yeah, 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 wasn't
0: a thing, was <clears throat> it? Mary, Mary was from Marl Hill near New Inn County Tipperary, which is just beside County Dublin.
1: I thought Tipperary was in Scotland.
0: No. Temporary.
1: <laughs> There's a song, isn't there? I don't know. Away to Tipperary. I, I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you edit that no. out. Um, <laughs> no. So, sorry, where's Tipperary next to? What county? Dublin. Dublin. Oh, so we're in southern, right? Yes, okay. yes.
0: Southern Ireland. She lived in a rundown cottage on a small two acre farm which was owned by John Caesar. She lived by bartering sexual favours for produce and services. Her scandalous l- lifestyle attracted harsh criticism and the cottage's thatched roof was destroyed by arson in
1: 1926.
0: Oh, Local judge Sean Troy refused two applications to have her children taken into an orphanage, persuaded that she was a good mother.
1: Sorry, it was... Um was it Mary that was applying to the judge to take no, her? No, no. It was other, like, yes. people in the community? Yes.
0: They didn't agree with her being a prostitute.
1: Right. Was, um, and Sean, the judge...
0: He denied both applications because...
1: Was he a client of hers?
0: I don't know. Alright. Oh, right. Maybe he was. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> and the arson, um, attack on our, our house. Mm-hmm. Did we hmm Did we find out who caused that? It
0: was... It's basically implied it was the community.
1: Oh, wow. They really wanted to run it out of town. Mm-hmm. And sorry, final question. John Caesar, mm-hmm. the the man that owns the land. Yeah. Was she bartered in favours off of him? No. Okay. I don't believe so. Okay.
0: So we'll move on to Harry Gleeson. He was an everyday man from rural rural Ireland. He enjoyed the the Gaelic football trained greyhounds and was a talented fiddle player.
1: Typical Irish man.
0: Yeah. A native of Golberston. What? Golberston.
1: Go Golberston? Yeah. I thought you said Golberston.
0: <laughs> Golberston. Where's that? Um it's it's not too far away from um New Inn. He was in his early twenties and was offered work by his uncle John John Caesar and John's wife Bridget, on their farm in marl Hill the The Caesars had n- no children, and by nineteen forty John was left john was John left the running of the farm in in Harry's capable hands, ably assisted by farm labourer Tommy Reed.
1: So was was this John essentially retiring? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay.
0: You know, like he's in his old age, he had essentially handed the keys over to so to Harry Gleason.
1: John and Bridget, yep.
0: they
1: obviously were aware of Mary's situation. Yeah. Yep. Did um like did they how did they handle it? Did they turn a blind eye or did they kind of sympathise with her and have empathy and fact, she's trying? She's a young mum.
0: I think it was more like they turned a blind eye you know it was you know she was i believe she was still paying her bills her dues to yeah to to john she was raising her 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 children yeah and also um it was very much you know like they're not going to speak about it and they're just going to let her carry on type thing
1: yeah as long as the the bills are being paid right okay
0: On the 21st of November, 1940, Harry Gleeson was walking his his greyhounds through the fields and discovered Mary McCarthy's dead body. Oh. With a gunshot wound in the neck and the left-hand side of her face blown off by a second gunshot.
1: Oh, that's vicious.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. On the 30th of November, so nine days later, police arrested Harry Gleason on suspicion of murdering, murdering Mary McCarthy. They claimed he he was the father of Mary McCarthy's last child, Peggy, who died at three weeks. And Harry Gleason believed that he would be written out of John Caesar's will for his aggressions.
1: But. I don't know how to say this like Mm -hmm. I mean they can't prove it with Peggy like there's no no, you can't there's no DNA test and and sadly Peggy's no longer here yeah so how would it have came out like
0: we'll just carry on with the story am I skipping no 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 but like just keep that line of thinking
1: and I just feel like there's the community obviously have a disdain for Mary yeah There's obviously been incidents already, Mm -hmm. so it seems almost a bit unfair to just rule it on to to one person so far. Mm I feel like this is going to be a game of Cluedo. Could be. Mm
0: -hmm. Leeson denied any immoral association Mm -hmm. or hand, act or part in Mary McCarthy's murder. So basically, he's denying that he had any sort of sexual relations with, with, with Mary or that he had anything to do with her murder.
1: I suppose like part of me goes but even if he did, like if it was both a consensual agreement, like mm-hmm. that's fine. But obviously this is nineteen oh two, so
0: Well, no, this is she was born in nineteen oh two, this is nineteen forty oh.
1: now. Well even then, and the, yes. you know, it was still probably very much like Yes frowned upon. The
0: theory the theory was put forward that the reason why Harry would have murdered Mary was because he didn't want to be written out of John. Caesar's will,
1: but I have a theory or a mm-hmm. question. Okay. So the theory is that he was worried. Henry was worried that he'd be written out of John and Bridget's will. Yes, if because he was the
0: yeah, baby daddy. Yes. But the baby daddy.
1: But they turned a blind eye already at Mary's indiscretions. So
0: I think it was very much you do what, what you do, just not on our our doorstep. Which should we? Aye. So like uh, um, but but as I said, this is just a a theory. Mm-hmm. There was there was nothing put forward that actually confirmed you, you know that he had had any sexual relations with with Mary McCarthy.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Sean McBride was Gleeson's junior counsel, and he observed a conspiracy of silence unfolding, as the pillars of the of a rural community. Collaborated to protect some and condemn another. The, the police fabricated evidence to frame Harry Gleason. The parish priest, when asked to give a, a character reference for Gleason, refused to do so. Many parishioners, parishioners followed suit. Silence became the word. An installation of fear from the real perpetrator who had shown they were not to be trifled with. It is believed that at the time of Mary McCarthy's murder, there was a well-respected small group, mainly of former IRA members, who took the law into their own hands.
1: I have another theory slash question. Okay, so if my head when you Mm -hmm. said a group of IRA members... Mm -hmm. Naturally, I'm assuming it's like a group of men,
0: yes, yeah, yeah,
1: because especially back in that day, I can't imagine there was many female IRA members. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would also assume that still back in that, in the back in the day, Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't put harm on a woman, like you know, children and women were always kind of um, exempt.
0: Mm -hmm. So, there's a couple of theories as to why. I'll leave those until the end. Okay. So um do you remember Tommy Reed?
1: Who?
0: Tommy Reed. He helped Harry Gleason on the farms.
1: Oh aye.
0: Aye. He offered an 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 alibi for Harry Gleason and was brought into the New Inn police station for interrogation. This quickly turned into a savage beating, orchestrated by Chief Superintendent Edward. Reynolds in the hope that Reed would change his alibi. When when Reed was allowed to leave thirteen hours later, he was severely beaten with notable bruises and a swollen and discolored face. Jeez, oh. Reed stated in an interview many years later that a gun was was put to his head by by a local policeman who told him if you don't keep your mouth shut. You'll get plugged some night. In 1940, Bridget Caesar, John's wife, yep. approached Superintendent Patrick Oney about Reed's about Reed's treatment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: O'Mahony responded, You often heard tell of a good beating to get a thing out of a fella.
1: What?
0: So basically he's he's saying they were trying to get information out of him. So, so they beat him.
1: Oh, that's not
0: right. Later, Superintendent O'Mahony sent a letter about Gleason's character to the Department of Justice. And it said, Gleason is the type of man capable of committing this crime. There can be no doubt he is possibly something of a sadist. O'Mahony wrote this even though Harry Gleason had no previous convictions.
1: Yeah, like, where is he getting this um, sadist accusation from? Mm-hmm.
0: It's all very much, like, a conspiracy theory.
1: Do you... So my theory is um, that within the community, it's very known, you know, it was a kind of collaborative Mary needs to go. Mm-hmm. And he Henry's taken the fall for it.
0: Yeah, very
1: much so. But I think the police know oh yeah yeah. who who was mm-hmm. but power and money has got in the way
0: oh definitely but it goes on Oh,
1: okay
0: if the events in Marl hill were, were were bad the events in the courts would be equally so as i said sean mcbride was gleason's junior counsel
1: mm-hmm.
0: and martin mcguire was the judge McBride was only practicing law a mere four years and was gaining a big reputation. A year earlier, McGuire was a prosecutor Mm -hmm. and was on the losing side to McBride in a court case. It was a massive case and a huge win for McBride, who who was a relative newcomer to the courts.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, now... Martin Maguire is a judge and he is in charge of the Gleason case.
1: And he probably doesn't like McBride.
0: And this was an opportunity for Maguire to get his own back on Sean McBride for upstaging him.
1: This is so corrupt.
0: Massively. Throughout the case, it was alleged that Maguire subtly influenced the jury in numerous ways, favouring the prosecution. On the final day in court... Maguire gave 77 pages to the prosecution's case and issued a mere 19 for the defence in summing up proceedings. Among the 19 pages, he used words like unbelievable, fantastic and far-fetched to sum up their evidence. After two weeks in court, the jury returned a, a verdict of guilty with a strong recommendation for mercy. Judge Maguire agreed. However, in a private letter to the Minister for Justice, he noted that he saw no grounds f- for the recommendation of mercy. On the 27th of February, 1941, Maguire sentenced Gleason to death by hanging, Ooh. a mere three months after the murder occurred. After a field a-, a field appeal, Harry Gleason's state es- execution took place on the 23rd of April, 1941. Martin McGuire went on to become a Supreme Court judge. Jesus? Mm-hmm.
1: That's mental.
0: So like the corruption is rife in this. Wow. The day before Gleason's execution, Sean McBride received an urgent phone call from Mountjoy Prison. The message indicated the condemned man w- wished to see him. McBride received the phone call with mixed feelings. That uh, perhaps after after all, his client had been guilty of the murder and wanted to unburden unburden himself before his impending execution. A bit like well, opposite to um. Your episodes last week were um.
1: Susan Newell.
0: Yes, where where she was hung but never. She would never admit
1: it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: But this was was not so. In the prison, Gleason shook McBride firmly by, by the hand and thanked him for all he had done in his defence. Mm. He wanted McBride to know at a point when nothing could be gained that he was innocent of the murder, that he had made peace with God and was ready to meet his Maker. Wow. However, he had one thing that he wanted McBride to do and that was that Mr McBride and the good people who believed in him after his execution would continue the battle to establish his innocence. In Harry Gleason's own words, I will pray tomorrow that whoever did it will be discovered and that the whole thing will be like an open book. I have no confession to make, only that I didn't do it. That is all. I will pray for you and be with you if I can whenever you are fighting and battling for justice.
1: That's so sad. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Uh, Imagine yes. like being so adamant that you're not guilty, you haven't done this mm-hmm. but still knowing like no matter what you're going to die the following day. Yeah, you're... And sorry, how old is Henry again?
0: I think he like, was maybe like in his 20s when all this happened. Wow. Yeah.
1: Excuse me. Do we have any um? What's the word? Do we know how John and Bridget Caesar feel about this?
0: Um. No, I don't really. They
1: don't
0: go much into them. Okay. On Wednesday, the twenty third of April, nineteen forty one, at eight a.m., Albert Pierrepoint, the, the hangman, pulled the lever, and with it, the life of Harry Gleason. Oh. A police officer said. We heard the nearby bells of St. Peter's Church in Fisborough ring out at eight o'clock and we knew a life was passing. Silence descended. All those who had been complicit had achieved their objective, but the cost would endure and the collateral damage would be borne for generations to come. There's one last piece of evidence from Harry's final moments alive. A letter from from prison chaplain Father John Kelly to Anastasia Cooney from New Inn and a strong advocator of, of Harry's innocence. It noted You will be glad to know that our friend Henry, who's commonly known as Harry, so like guess his, his proper name was Henry Gleeson, uh, Gleason, mm-hmm. but he was he was known as Harry. Don't know why, but
1: oh, okay. Sorry, is that the first time you've said that? that yeah. You've... Okay, because whenever we've been talking about him, mm-hmm. I've said Henry, but in my head I've been like, is it Henry or is it Harry? Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah no, no,
0: no, no. Yeah, like this is the the first time it's come up that uh, his his proper name is, is is Henry. So yeah, sorry. I'll start having the then for us. You will be glad to know that our friend Henry or Harry Gleason made a most edifying end today before i saw him there was a string of of visitors as the officers called in to wish him farewell the governor was the last and then i i had a short chat with him i then gave him the the last blessing and we began to recite his favorite evocations he answered th- these bravely right to the end, and I think his last words were, "My God, I love you." He has promised not to forget us and will help us w- when our time comes. An unfortunate but fitting final testament to, to Harry Gleason, an innocent man caught in a complex web of lies. Yeah,
1: he was. He was like the scapegoat, wasn't
0: mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. It's all very sad. So is that like, as you said, he. He knew he he was innocent and he, he but he also knew he just had to accept his fate there was nothing that, that was going to change it mm-hmm. and, and save him at the last minute
1: and it's a shame as well because obviously he went to trial mm-hmm. and wasn't given a fair trial no, because not at all. the judge had a dislike to his lawyer yeah and wanted to like
0: and that was only his junior counsel like he he had like his his senior council as well,
1: yeah. so there's
0: not about like there, there's not really like, like the the focus is on it being his but junior council. If
1: that junior council wasn't part of his team, would the trial have been different?
0: Maybe a wee bit, but I think the outcome would have still been yeah. this. In the coming decades, successive people and groups would work tirelessly to f- fulfil Gleason's dying wish of establishing his innocence. Local historian Eddie Dalton devoted many years to unearthing vital pieces of evidence that would later prove crucial to Harry's posthumous pardon. In 2012, the Justice for Harry Gleason group was, was, was formed. So I'm talking like 72 years later. Wow. Spearheaded by Sean... Delaney and Harry's nephew and grand-nephew, Tom and Kevin Gleeson. In in the subsequent years, they would forge an alliance with the Irish Innocence, Innocence Project from the law school in Griffith College, Dublin, an alliance that would right the wrongs of the past. Following a proposal to the Department of, of Justice for a, a posthumous pardon, Mr. Shane Murphy was tasked with reviewing the the case. Murphy's forensic examination of of proceedings found not only was there not enough evidence to convict Gleeson, but from his analysis, Henry Gleeson was completely innocent of the crime. On the 6th of April 2015, the Irish government acknowledged the miscarriage of justice that occurred and apologized for Henry Gleason's wrongful execution. Deficiencies in the case were were noted. Medical evidence suggested the death was probably on the twenty first of of November when Gleason had an alibi, whereas the prosecution exaggerated the likelihoods that it was on the twentieth of November. There was a failure to to call John. John Caesar or his wife Bridget as witnesses and the police staged a confrontation between Gleeson and two of McCarthy's children to reflect badly on him. In December of of that year, 2015, President Michael D. Higgins signed a, a posthumous pardon for Harry Gleeson which formally declared his innocence. The first posthumous pardon in the history of the state. Harry finally got justice 74 years later. However, still to this day, despite the best efforts of Gleason's family, Harry Harry's remains still lie in Mountjoy prison grounds.
1: I mean, I think it's amazing that he finally got his wish. Yes. But it is too little, too late.
0: And I feel like he only got half his wish because he wanted the people who actually committed it to receive justice as well
1: yes.
0: and obviously like this has happened 74 y- y- years later so the likelihood of them still being alive very slim but even to then to point back and say no it was
1: so and so and is there a reason why his remains can't be moved out of the jail I couldn't
0: I couldn't find a reason for it
1: 'Cause I am wondering if it's maybe that it's um that it's maybe been built over.
0: hmm Could be. So it is or You I
1: know, don't... obviously last week we spoke about how when the G yeah, yeah. was removed it was those areas were mm-hmm. touched, but you don't know, like Yeah.
0: Um it could be that like they don't don't fully know where
1: mm-hmm. where he is. Yeah.
0: We'll carry on. We're almost finished. Still, to this day, the full circumstances surrounding the murder is a matter of conjecture. Nonetheless, what is what is categorically known is that a person or persons viciously murdered Mary McCarthy, and those who were and those who were complicit strategically plotted links of, of her death back to Harry Gleason. Mary's body was left in one of John Caesar's fields knowing that Harry Gleason would be the first to come across it as Harry routinely walked his greyhounds in that field every morning and that he duly did and with it the the conspiracy to convict Gleason commenced
1: So he was really set up wasn't he Mhm
0: I don't know why he was picked yeah. why he was maybe the felt he he was the easiest one to Harry Gleason was not the only victim in this story. Okay. Mary McCarthy has not been as f- f- fortunate. Today she lies in an unmarked grave in a disused cemetery in New Inn with a plaque on the wall. Erected in private, it is the only acknowledgement of, of Mary McCarthy.
1: What do you mean, erected in private?
0: Someone. Um, put it up without, like, they've done it in secret.
1: Wow. Type thing.
0: So, like, there wasn't, like, a a big thing for it. It
1: is interesting, because, obviously, the start of the the story, you were saying, you were talking about Mary, Mm -hmm. and it's all about Mary's death, but really, the majority of the story was about Harry. Yeah. A Henry. Mm -hmm. And his, you know, his link to it.
0: Harry or Henry, yeah. Whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, you kind of mm-hmm. almost forget that at the heart of it was that she was forced out of, you know, she well, people were trying to run her out of mm-hmm. the, the community. Yeah. And, you know, she's left behind six children.
0: Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Ireland of 1940 was not ready for Mary McCarthy. According to Marcus Burke, author of Murder at Marl Hill, Mary was a liberated woman who did not hide her lifestyle. She was a survivor who reared her, her children on a welfare payment of six shillings and seven pints of milk a week. Wow. In in 1926, as I said, there was an attempt made to burn Mary and her young families uh, and her young family out of their home. And shortly after this, the parish priest condemned Mary from the the pulpit. And before her death, on two separate occasions, the local authorities applied, applied to the state to have her children taken off her uh, uh, and removed to industrial schools.
1: Which were like um, workhouses. Like to, orphanages, yeah.
0: Yeah. Type thing.
1: I Maybe. mean, could you imagine what those people that had such a disdain for Mary... Would think nowadays with the likes of OnlyFans and oh, yeah. oh, dating, they'd be absolutely shocked. <laughs> how how far we've came. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's sad, and we've not. We'll never find out, but well, we've not found out yet anyway. Who actually was responsible for before the murder of Mary? No. So you are right, Henry. Mm. Didn't get his full wish today.
0: No. Um, something that I, I did I didn't um, mention, but a big part in the evidence of um harry gleason getting his his pardon was that one of mary's children Mm -hmm. came forward and said that they they seen her mother gets their their mother be shot and be lying on the kitchen floor
1: oh wow so she was shot in her home and then placed in a field Mm -hmm. and the child seen it yeah but the child didn't see who
0: no couldn't couldn't um identify who, who who it who who it was,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that was part of the of the um, evidence, and because they they knew Harry Gleason, they could say it wasn't him.
1: Yeah, like they they mm-hmm. yeah. So they maybe just just didn't recognize the person because they were like a stranger. Mm-hmm. Wow, that must have been absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm.
0: So. There's a theory as to why Mary was, was murdered and that she was suspected as being an, an informant to the local police and was informing on on, on IRA m- members.
1: I mean, it doesn't really fit from what you've said about her. Like...
0: Yeah, but... She's a prostitute, so she would meet a lot of people, she would hear things, you know, get them talking. I
1: suppose maybe as well she would a deal with the police that if she was an informer, they mm-hmm. would arrest her on solicitation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? And there's other theories that um, it was the... the father of Peggy. That's murdered her or that it was the fathers of her other children because they didn't want their transgressions being being known to the
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the community
1: maybe
0: but ultimately the only thing that was consistent was that harry gleason was innocent of the murder
1: do we know what happened to mary's children after she was murdered
0: um i believe they generally succeeded so it's they went to um I think some were a bit older then so I like had their lives and mm-hmm. um, others went to orphanages so not but I think they ended up being okay in life.
1: Oh, okay, well that's years. that's yeah. good. That's something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite a uh, it's a strange story because like we said, like you focus. On Mary, yeah, but very quickly that then it's more about yes the injustices yeah. mm-hmm. against Henry, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. When I was I uh, researching this, I thought this is a this is a really interesting take and a really good good story to tell. And there's been a couple of books on it.
1: Yeah, so. and I think as well now that Henry has his pardon, mm-hmm. that legally says like he was innocent. Yes, you know sometimes like you might. Hear a story, and it's they could be innocent, but this legally, like it's binding to say that Henry actually wasn't yeah. responsible for the murder. Mm-hmm. Um, which is is pretty sad though, as well, because he he had to suffer, mm-hmm. you know,
0: suffer and like, accept his fate, yeah. So yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was the, the reading of the. Of the of the letters that had been written and you know like and the and the statements from people who had spoken to him, like the, the day off, the day before and all of that, like your 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 um heart just breaks for him.
1: Yeah. He must have been absolutely terrified.
0: I don't think he was at that point. I think he had accepted it. He as he said, he was gonna meet his maker and he was ready.
1: But I just don't know how you can ever just accept that and I not mean, be
0: I know, but like we're we haven't been in that situation. No, it? we and, haven't. And, and, but I
1: just I can't fathom having to accept that you're you're going to be punished um by losing your life when mm-hmm. you s- solely know that you're not responsible. Yeah. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. a Sad one.
0: I don't know, but yes, that's the that's this the story of the murder of. Mm-mm mary mccarthy and the injustices of harry gleason
1: yeah an interesting one Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so yeah we're we're back to you next week yep we are do you want to give us a hint or are you keeping it close to your chest
1: i'll keep it close to my chest this week but yeah if there's any recommendations or if there's any murders that you think we haven't covered or should in the podcast, mm-hmm. you can let us know on Instagram at
0: There's Been a Murder underscore podcast.
1: Amazing. Thanks so much, guys.
0: Cheers now. Bye. Bye.